But yeah, a lot of reliance on just remembering Tiwataneo and oh, there's a there's a hayfield in Buxton. Yeah. There's a lot of hayfields in Buxton. Yeah, but this one has a rock wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, and along this rock wall is an oak tree. Fuck you. What? Yeah. <laughs> find a find a rock that's that has no earthly business being there. Meanwhile, that rock is underneath like three or four other rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and like Which rocks move? <laughs> which Jesus rock doesn't Christ. have an earthly business being here? <laughs> It's volcanic remember, glass. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you remember the town, right, Red? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, onomatopoeia? Uh, <laughs> Come on, I want to lay a... <laughs> Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 49. This episode, we try to objectively answer the question, is the Shawshank Redemption really that good? But first, don't forget to visit our website at castwithnoname.com where you can comment on episodes, write to our email, contact.acastwithnoname at gmail.com. The Shawshank Redemption. Now, this is a very special movie, special film. Uh Uh-huh. I don't like how you're starting this off already. Objectively discuss. Already, already I know where you're coming at. (laughs) (laughs) I see the snideness behind that. I, I, I see the underbelly. Uh, so the subtext. So, t- uh, this is your favorite movie. It's my favorite movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hands down. Well, I haven't seen it in a couple of years. Uh, give it. Get you. You provide the introduction. Then your your favorite movie. You go. My favorite movie. Yeah. yeah. Shawshank. The Shawshank Redemption. So I'm sure people listening to this have seen this movie. But it's about a guy named Andy Dufresne who gets convicted of murdering his wife and her lover. Uh, and now if you haven't seen the movie, it's like, did he do it? Did he not do it? So anyway, you don't know right off the bat. So he goes to, to a prison called Shawshank. That's the name of the prison. And it's ba- essentially a movie about him befriending, uh, red played by Morgan Freeman and other inmates and his day to day in that prison throughout the years, over decades, um, things happen, you know, it's, it's a mystery. It's a prison drama. It's, uh, you know, eventually an escape movie. And again, spoiler alert, but I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, he escapes. Red gets paroled. They're friends. They meet up at the end. It's a happy ending, and that's the movie. But it's two hours and 20 minutes, and there's a lot of stuff in between. But the stuff that's in between is amazing. That's what makes it my favorite movie. So when did you first see it? Uh, let's see. I saw that probably in 96. So I was like 11. I rented it from Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I saw it then. Okay. I never, so I know where you're going with this. I never saw it on TNT. No, I, I, was, can't, I wasn't going in there yet. No, I, I just want background because this is your favorite movie. Yeah. So, I mean, why do you enjoy it so much? Like what's your... It's, so at the time, you know, I was 11. So I'd, I'd never seen a movie that, I don't know, I, I like... Uh, uh, mystery movies. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it held my attention because I didn't know if Andy actually killed his wife because everybody in the prison was was guilty. They all mm-hmm. say, I did it, you know. Uh, prison dramas intrigue me. Like, I couldn't imagine living in prison, getting the threat of being raped <laughs> by a gang of dudes. Uh, the uh, the corruption aspect of it where he's with, with the warden and everything. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, you know, and then the prison is the prison escape. Obviously, I'm a big fan of prison. Have you ever seen Escape from Alcatraz with Clint yep. Eastwood? Yep, it's great. Great movie. Any anything like heisty or mm-hmm. escape driven, I I really find entertaining. And then uh, when when the movie ends, it's not really about any of those things. So it kind of just throws you like a curveball. Mm-hmm. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about like a friendship. So you know that that's why I liked it. That's why I enjoyed it uh, when I was that age. And it's just. It's different. It's not like it, it wasn't like all the other stuff I like Jurassic Park and uh, Back to the Future and all these other movies, sci-fi adventure movies that I really loved growing up. This was like the it felt like an adult movie mm-hmm. that I really liked, and I didn't really like too many adult movies like that. Yep. That's why it stood out. Mm-hmm. Okay. The um. So yeah, I mean, this movie does have. Was I think it, I wrote it here if I can see, read my handwriting because uh-huh. I'm getting old. Your chicken scratch. Yeah, Jesus. But yeah, I mean, it has some aspects. You touched on this a little bit. It's um, 
has some aspects of the prison escape thing of, of a thriller. Uh-huh. It's got a lot of comedic tones. It's a drama. Um, I mean, it's got every, it's almost, uh, it's got something for every style of movie. Uh-huh. Almost. Yeah. Um, yep. But you have like crime noir, you have like mm-hmm. the setup, you have the payoff. It's like a, not a heist movie, but at times it kind of like at the end, it kind of felt like a heist. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, when he escaped the, um, but yeah. So, all right. So you watched the 11, uh, brief history, uh, on it. Uh-huh. So it came out in 94. Sure did. Along with every other great movie. Yep. Uh, <laughs> wrote, written and directed by Frank Darabont. Darabont. Yeah. And who he went on to do the green mile, another Stephen King, Stephen King action. prison yeah. movie. And then he went and did the mist, another Stephen, Stephen King. King. Yeah. And, uh, then he did the walking dead. Yeah. Uh, gave us that fucking nugget of awesome television. Um, oh, you're not a fan of the walking dead. Uh, the f- first, first three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I yeah. was going to say, um, and uh, then he wait. You're not a f- you're not a fan of season twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting up there with Grey's Anatomy or how many seasons? I know. Had. I can't um, believe that is still on the air. Yeah, it got. I think that is amazing to me. Twenty seasons or something. That's crazy. Stupid. How can a woman not get her shit together? I know, right? How is that possible? Oh, should I fuck this guy or should I fuck this other guy? What do I do? I don't know, lady. But you're 68 and you need to start taking Social Security. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but. <laughs> so written directed by Frank Darabont. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, here I go again. <laughs> oh, oh, gray. She's up to her hijinks again. Uh, uh, you get it? Cause her last name's gray. Get it. She's a doctor. She can't get it together. Gray's anatomy is a popular medical book. Get it. It's gray's. God, these people are smart. Because the these are some smart people writing this stuff. So, anyways, Frank Darabont <clears throat> uh, is written directed by him. Yep. He actually reached out. I think it was like eighty one. He reached out to little little history. Lean back, pour yourself a nice big tall glass yeah, of scotch. It's good stuff. Um, sit in a red leather chair next to a fire. In nineteen eighty one, I believe it was in nineteen eighty one, early eighties. I believe Ronald Reagan was president. Yeah. And was he? <laughs> think he was <laughs> i think i think wait yeah no mm. not yet i don't think shit i don't know i don't know i, I wasn't born yet no he was he was oh. he was elected in 80 yeah was he yeah yeah 80 to 84 yeah, 84 right. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then george yeah, herbert yeah, walker bush yeah. came in in 88 <laughs> yep no wild auto yes the fuck? read my lips <laughs> there it is. no no taxes thousand <laughs> points a lot <laughs> stay at the cons stay at the course <laughs> um so 1981, Frank Darabont uh, reached out to Stephen King because Stephen King at the time was known to give filming rights of short stories that he had written to independent filmmakers for the cost of a dollar. As long hmm. as if they choose to sell it commercially, he would have to approve it. Okay. Um, but he would allow independent filmmakers to. So there was a short that he wanted to do. He did that. He did another short for him. Um, I think he directed a couple episodes of television. Um, and, but Shawshank was his first major, it was his directorial debut, debut. Um, and he wrote the script and directed it. Obviously, uh, the cinematographer, Roger Deakins, Roger Deakins. Oh, he's good. Uh, he's very good. The music composer, Thomas Newman, Thomas Newman. Very good. And... They were able to get Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. Uh, there's yep. rumors uh, Tom Hanks was going to be red. There's uh, Tom Cruise wanted to be Andy Dufresne, but um, he didn't want to take a chance on a first-time director, so mm. he wanted someone else to direct it. Um, but anyways, so he releases the movie. movie gets released in 1994, and coincidentally, that same year, Pulp Fiction and Forrest Gump yep. uh, get released. Lion King. And Lion King. And <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> that's rough, man. <laughs> so <laughs> um, you had a uh, a movie, a similar movie in Forrest Gump as far as like the themes that it plays with. Okay. Hope, yeah. Friendship, life. Yes. Whatever. Tragedy, all that stuff. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Forrest Gump, spans decades, has uh, story, uh, 
that's supported by breakthrough CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Tom Hanks in it and um, all that good stuff. You Then you have Pulp Fiction, which is a revamp of the crime, like a revamp of the crime genre from Quentin Tarantino, his breakout movie, um, which more so than what Reservoir Dogs was, but this is what, this is the movie that put Tarantino on the map. Everyone was quoting it. You had The Lion King, which is was like one of the best animated films mm-hmm. up to that time of all time. And then you had Shawshank, and no one went and saw Shawshank. No, nobody did. Um, and huge flop. Yep, huge flop. And about 1996, uh, Castle Rock was bought out by TNT or by Turner. Yep, uh, Turner Broadcasting. Yep, and. <clears throat> So they were able to do some creative accounting to where he uh, Turner would be able to air it for minimal cost um, since Castle Rock made produced the Shawshank Redemption. So they would play it on TNT and it was very popular and they could charge a shit ton in advertising. And so the guy played it like every day kind of a thing at some point almost. Exaggerating, but not exaggerating. So it got a lot of play on cable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is kind of what introduced a lot of people, the, the video rental market and the cable um, replays or cable syndication of the movie. Um, and then it kind of took off from there. Um, it is rated number one. On IMDb, yes. On IMDb. Yeah. Uh, at, with a, was it, nine point something? Um, if you're in the nine category, that's, that's there's like ten movies in, on IMDb that have at least nine. Yeah. And um, so it kind of, it's considered by many the greatest movie of all time. Yep. And we wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about it. You wanted to talk about it because it's your favorite movie. I wanted to talk yes. about it because I always say that it's overrated. Yes. Um, and, uh, but that's not what this episode isn't. Is it the best movie of all time? That's right. It's, is it really that good? Uh, okay. All right, so if we're gonna, if the foundation is, is this the best movie ever made? That's a high bar to, that's a high bar to hurdle. And, and I'm not gonna argue that because that that's completely that's subjective. subjective. It yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so, but this this movie or this episode, as I said, is is Shawshank Redemption <laughs> really that good? That's what we're gonna be answering. Okay. So, um, some some of you might think, well, it's number one IMDb. Doesn't that mean that it's well? Let's go back. Because when they were replaying uh-huh. it on cable, yeah, and I'm just kind of giving perspective. A lot of people yep. don't remember this, or <clears throat> I had to read up on it too. But when it was being replayed on cable back in the late '90s, early 2000s, during that time, you also had the advent of the internet is becoming more popular, and then you had more people voting on movies. Which yep. a lot of people that voted for IMDb, as far as what their favorite movie, Shawshank Redemption. Not to mention you have the effect. Of once you watch something the single time, you keep watching it over and over and over again. It grows on you, kind of a thing. So yep. um, that's kind of the uh, understanding as far as why it has such a high ranking as um, on IMDb. Okay, so it's it's number one. Yep, everyone's voting on it. For the record, yes, it's nine point two on IMDb. There are five movies that have hit the nine star mark. You have nine point two. I have nine point three. Nine point two. I have nine point. How the hell did I accidentally vote on it? <laughs> did you give it ten stars? <laughs> it's fucked up. Huh. All right. So nine point two. Yep. Right in front of the Godfather. Okay. Yep. So let let's just do let's just 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 before so other people who don't follow movie like like Shawshank man what. Isn't that a little high? Number one, I saw Shawshank. I liked it. I don't know if it's the number one right. movie, but run through the top ten really quick. All right. Shawshank. Yep. The Godfather's number two. Yep. Number three is The Dark Knight. Uh-huh. Four is The Godfather Part Two. Uh-huh. Five is Twelve Angry Men. Six is Schindler's List. Seven is Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Eight is Pulp Fiction. Nine is Lord of the Rings The Fellowship of the Ring. And then number ten is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. 
which this podcast uh, is in reference to. Ah, yes, it is. Um, And then I think shortly after that is Forrest Gump. Uh, Number 11. So 94 is just killing it. Yeah. And (laughs) so (laughs) it's just killing it, which is weird. Like during the advent of the Internet and when everyone, all the teenagers are voting on their movies that they pick all movies from the same year that they watched. Sure. Started watching movies. But no, that's so. But anyways, it's number one on IMDb. Um, It's considered one of the best movies of all time by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, So that little introduction out of the way, let's get down to it. Is it really that good? It is that good. Okay. All right. Join us next week. Yes. As we <laughs> I'm going to tell you why it's that good. Okay. Uh, I So I haven't seen it in a couple of years and watching it again, I'm, I, I, I've never watched this movie like critically before. Not once. Never thought like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this with a critic's eye and I'm going to analyze it and poke holes in it and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm watching it and I'm trying to poke holes in it. And I'm like, God damn it. This movie is so fucking good. It is so good. Fantastic. It's the best script. All right. To be, to be objective here. It's my favorite script ever written for a film. It, it's so good. There's no fat on it. The dialogue, every scene carries weight to it. The performances are amazing. It's by far Morgan Freeman's best performance. It's not even close. He's fantastic in it. Like the score is amazing. The cinematography is awesome. I'm a giant fan of it. I love slow build movies. I, I love it. Like I'm a fan of action movies and all that stuff, but those movies are are, are kind of easy to get your attention because you know it's the big shiny thing. You know, if it's a horror movie or if it's an action movie like John Wick that we just talked about, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna jump off the page. But if like you if you do a movie that's a slow build and you're building it and the payoff pays off. I'm a big fan of that. I think a filmmaker has captured something that's really, really hard to do when that happens. Um, and for example, Terminator two, not only does it, is there action and stuff, but there is a slow build with a nice emotional payoff at the end of it, which is really hard to do. Um, I was trying to think of other movies like, God, what other movies have a slow build like this that just pay off? It's satisfying. I was like Terminator two, but it's an action movie. It's not the same thing. I was thinking like Goodwill Hunting that has another slow build aspect to it. Um, anyway, I was trying to think of why, why this movie. All that being said, you know, script, cinematography, score, all, yada yada. We all get that, but um, why is it that it's my favorite film? Why is it? What 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 sets this apart? And I'm a sucker for a happy ending. I like movies about hope. They don't make those anymore. Not really. Um, <clears throat> I, I like. You know, it's it's a nice, happy ending with two friends sitting off on the sunset together. And it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't get that too often anymore. The So I hadn't seen the... I had not seen this movie. Rewatched it. Part of the uh, Clancy Brown uh, weekend. He's very good in it, by the way. Um, He's very good as Hadley. I think the last time I watched it, you I, piss I, I, when I, we I, say you piss, you shit when we say you shit. You got that? <laughs> um, I probably haven't seen it in like eight years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and spoiler alert. Sure. I think it's a good movie too. So yeah, it's pretty good. Movie. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> now that doesn't change the fact that I think it's overrated. Are you sure? But sure. I um. But when I watched it, because I wasn't decide, I knew I wasn't going to pick anything apart. Uh-huh. It, it's a very good movie. It's very, very well done, um, especially for a first time director. Yeah, first time, like I mean, he's probably written other shit, but I mean, you know what he wrote before this? He what? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part oh, Three, yeah. Dream Warriors, and the Blob remake. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and and I'm sure this movie, he's probably been writing for, oh, a, for long a long time. time yeah and um but the fact that he was able to pull off as good a film as this especially with his first time directing it's i won't say it's unheard of but it's very very difficult because he <clears throat> he does this in a, like the way he directs this it, it's it's done like it's a seasoned veteran oh yeah but it's probably because he's been thinking about it his entire yes. life. Yeah. Um, and yep. which it is, is fine. Um, it, it's, it's a very, very well executed movie. 
Um, so I went looking at it as why do people like this? So mm-hmm. I tried to answer that question as like yeah. why the hell is everybody in love with this movie? And um, one of the first things I picked up on, and I think it's some of the reason is um, similar to why people like Lord of the Rings or why Lord of the Rings is getting um, a lot of love recently. I feel like to where um, because the characters are who you expect them to be. Mm -hmm. And the good guys are the good guys. The bad guys are the bad guys. No one flip flops. No one has um, ulterior motives. They, they are who they are. There's no double crossing. There's no, there's none of that. Um, And um, it holds up on a rewatch. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it, it, but it's, I feel like it's, it's a comfort movie. Oh yeah, for sure. People could have it on uh, in the background, and it's it's comforting. It's it's an easy watch. It's a very very easy watch. It deals with some heavy themes without getting too heavy about it. I mean, it has prison rape in it, but it glosses over. It's not graphic. That PTSD real quick. It's not. It's not graphic (laughs) at all. Uh, Oh, you're in the hole for two months by yourself. We're not going to touch on the psychological damage that that does. But I mean, so it, it, it deals with some, it has heavy subject matter in it, but it glosses over it. Very, so, I mean, it maintains an easy watch um, and it's not difficult. It's easy to digest. It's not like a uh, Requiem for a Dream or I would say Schindler's List, but I haven't seen <clears throat> Schindler's List, but I imagine Schindler's List isn't something you really want to pop on on a Saturday afternoon um, that's bright and sunny when it, when it's bright and sunny outside. <laughs> But this, you probably will. No, you should probably watch Schindler's List in the basement <laughs> after you drink a couple scotches. <laughs> a couple tubs of ice cream, feeling really good about yourself. Um, yeah. But I, but it's it's an easy watch. It's a it's an honest movie as far as the characters. Yeah. You know who the characters are. There's yep. no, you don't feel betrayed by anybody like that. Um, and it's it feels like an American movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's an underdog story. It's about hope. You rebel against a corrupted system. You come out on top. Happy ending. Every like everything. It's it's a four quadrant movie. Redemption. Yeah, it's in the title. Um, (laughs) They kind of gave away the ending. uh, In the title. (laughs) Um, but I think it's everyone can enjoy it. Yeah, where you have oh, yeah. older people can get something out of it because it has like the hope and life lessons. <clears throat> Younger viewers, even though some of the other themes may be above their head at the times, it's something to where they're still entertained by it. Just yeah, because it is a very very well done movie. Um, yep, and and I, I'll, I'll get into my issues about it. And the issues, that, it feels like a Norman Rockwell of movies. It does. It looks like one too. Yeah, and for sure. Um, just it feels like the Americana almost and mm-hmm. an American style movie. But I mean, but it's not just I mean, there's people over in Europe that love this movie, too. So yeah. um, I think it's a very generic movie. Yeah. But it's a very, very well done generic movie. And I think that's why it's beloved by so many people. And I don't think it's the best movie ever made, uh, but I think it's probably the most liked movie mm-hmm. ever made. Um, just because of the genericness of it. And it sounds like I'm being an ass when I say that, but it's, I don't mean it in that sense. It's, it's like oatmeal. It's just comforting. It's like, it's not, it doesn't expect too much from the audience. And, um, but it, it still provide, I mean, it still provides entertainment kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying. So yeah, there's nothing divisive about it. No, no. Is Which it, I mean, that's not a. That's not. A, I mean, there's nothing not a, controversial about it. There's nothing. Right, and I a movie mean, doesn't need to be controversial. Though, it doesn't. No, yeah. it doesn't. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people gravitate to it is because you have <clears throat> the variety of age ranges that um, can enjoy it. Um, there's nothing controversial about it. It doesn't. It doesn't alienate anybody. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't challenge any kind of biases or preconceived notion. It's not change. It's not trying to change the audience. It's just a good story presented very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
And, the, and, it, and the themes in it, the themes, the themes in it are, are universal. Yeah, the themes are universal. Yes. Everyone could agree with, unless you're a psychopath, right? Then you're not going to enjoy this movie, I guess. But right, right. And there's uh, nothing. There's nothing political about it. Yeah. There's nothing. Like you said, there's nothing divisive. It's all these universal fucking milk toast f- foundational it's, themes that we all deal with in our lives. Yeah. Uh, it's just well. It's it's great. Yeah. So it's great. I mean, I mean, if this movie was a person, he'd be named Greg. And he'd be like an insurance salesman. He'd be named Tom, last <laughs> name Haynes. <laughs> he'd be he'd be an insurance salesman. He uh, he probably thinks that steak should right. be well done and served with a one sauce. Yeah, he probably bangs his wife on probably. his anniversary, right. but it's only missionary every every fifteenth of the month. Every fifteenth of the month, but they say make love because fucking is too much personality. Yes. The uh, yeah yeah. That's what this no <laughs> no no. If we had to assign a movie <laughs> to movie actors, Tom Hanks would be Shawshank Redemption, and uh, Requiem for a Dream would be Charlie Sheen. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's I don't. You, I'm sure. I mean, there's nothing more. To, I mean, it's like you said. It's simple, universal mm-hmm. themes executed flawlessly. I would yeah. say flawlessly because there's no special effects in this movie. There, it's a single location for the most part. Actually, two hours in the movie, twenty minutes. It's not. It's in a different location, and uh, yeah, there's not really any violence in it. Not really. They don't even cuss all that much in it. There's a couple f bombs, but it's not like yeah, it's not. It's not over not your head. Top, it's not Pulp Fiction. It's not Goodfellas mm-hmm. with the violence and the cussing. So I mean, it it that stuff doesn't take uh, take you away from the the central story. Yeah, it's not the highlight. Yep. The um. But I think I think a lot of the um, a lot of people growing to like the same kind of effect that the um, it's a wonderful life had to where that bombed in the theaters. um, But it gets replayed every Christmas or at least it did like in the 60s all the way through the 80s and stuff like that um, to where a lot of people are just exposed to it. And that's why people watch it during Christmas is because. Yep. So I I looked up the most played movies on cable television from 1990 mm-hmm. to 2010. Oh. You want to hear the list? Yeah. Number one, Roadhouse. Number two, Jumanji, the original one. Mm-hmm. Three, Gladiator. Ugh. Four, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, the first one. Mm-hmm. Five, Ghostbusters. Six, A Few Good Men. <laughs> Seven, Top Gun. Eight, Independence Day. And nine was the Shawshank Redemption. Did they have the channels that they were played on? Yeah. Oh. oh. They had a list of... I think TNT was... Uh, they, they sorted it out by percentages. So TNT was like 50% of the time, which by far was the highest yeah. of all the top 10. Roadhouse was on like every network, 10%. It was crazy. Like hmm. every every network played Roadhouse for whatever reason. That's what the article was about. Like, why is Roadhouse the most played movie on Cable television. Because it's cheap. Yes, because <laughs> it's cheap. That's fine. And Patrick Swayze was the shit in Ghost, so yeah, we had to get exactly. some other Patrick Swayze movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, on TNT, Shawshank Redemption was the most played uh, movie in that uh, time span, and then right underneath it was Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to mention is, and this kind of goes back with the characters as far as being good people, people. The group of friends in this movie, um, they support each other. Yeah. And a like way, you said, no ulterior motives, nothing. Yeah. They support each other. They call each other on their bullshit. Yeah. And put them, put them in place. And yeah. without any kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, fuck you, Phil. Yeah. And then they're <laughs> I'll off. I'll be over here. And then it creates another side plot that needs to be. No, it's <laughs> yes. just like, oh, yeah, they called me on my bullshit. Yeah. All right. That's all right. Um, I enjoyed that about it. Uh, it kind of feels. Like at time, it just feels like a fantasy almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the sen- I mean, just in the sense of how one how the characters are portrayed and the overall themes, the happy ending. Um, because I feel like if it was made in a realistic sense, and I think that's part of the, why movies they don't really make movies like this anymore is. Because we kind of veered off into the mid from the mid two thousands, we kind of went into that sense of realism, mm. um, to where oh, because we want to do it gritty, we want to be right. real, it's got to be dark, and all this other shit. And th- but then you lose movies like like this or Lord of the Rings, yes. and 
um, some of the more Forrest guess, Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump is Forrest yeah. Gump is a perfect example of a movie exactly like Shawshank that a lot of people like. I mean, I think there's I think people probably like Shawshank more than Forrest Gump, um, and but they're two movies that are just really well done, but they're just generic. They're easy to watch. Yes. Um, it, it pulls the characters are easy to root for when it wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and force comes like a Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah. The Americana. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It drips with it for sure. Yeah. Um, and, um, which, yeah, Forrest Gump gets to the point to where it's so optimistic at times to where I'm wondering, like, is this a fucking satire and no one's picked up on it? Like, <laughs> like yeah. <or laughs> it yeah, yeah. feels like it's too good to be true sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it does, it just, it has a weird feeling. It's just that comfort food. Um, it's Morgan that, Freeman's voice, too. A little bit, he's but like, I, th- he's I like think a, this movie is what, created gave him a career in narration oh for sure and um for sure because before that i mean he was in driving miss daisy he was in glory he was in um other movies obviously this was his unforgiven unforgiven yeah uh that came out the year prior yeah 92 i think okay um so he had been in other things but Mm -hmm. this was like his like everyone noticed him during this um i feel like even though I think he won an Oscar for Driving Miss Daisy, but he didn't. He didn't. His first Oscar was Million Dollar Baby. The fuck. He should have won the. I mean, he was nominated with well, Tom with Hanks for Forrest Gump. Oscars, I mean, they give so you, they give you awards late. I mean, they give it what uh, Scorsese for Departed. I know. It I know. is a makeup for. Oh, we didn't give this. It's a rough. It's a. Bonus. It was a rough year to get nominated in '94. I mean, they, this movie got nominated for seven Oscars. It didn't win one. Uh, the script is so good. Yeah, it's so good. But he lost to. Quinn Tarantino, which of course, I mean, uh, no, he lost to Quiz Show. What? Yeah, um, no way. I don't I believe think, this. I, th- I think it was Quiz Quiz Show. Um, that's got to be the worst. See, that's why the Oscars suck. Because it was ad- it was adapted screenplay, so Quentin Tarantino's oh. was best original. Oh, this was adapted. I'm an idiot. And, You're right. Yeah. Um. So if it lost a quiz show, what are we doing with that? Oh, adapted screenplay. Never mind. Schindler's List. I mean, what am I going to do? Shit on the movie about the Holocaust? (laughs) Jesus. Why Uh, why do you root for the Nazis? Yeah, yeah. Man, you root for the Nazis? Um, Best writing screenplay based on material previously produced. Forrest Gump. Hmm? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. It won. Oh, it. It beat Shawshank. What? Why the fuck did. Yeah. I, uh, and then Pulp Fiction won original. Jesus. Google sucks. Google does suck. I type in. IMDb. I type in adapted screenplay in 1994. It brings up Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> that was the year before. Well, yeah, it was. Oh, ninety four. Yeah. So it would have been the Oscars in ninety four. Yeah, Oscars in ninety five. Yeah. That's right. I'm there you a go. dummy. You're fine. So it's Google fine. isn't dumb. Yeah, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Yep, Forrest Gump. Uh, this screenplay is better than Forrest Gump. It just is. I disagree with that pick. This is. It's just a great. Great script. I was. I feel like it, it is. Yeah. I mean, I never because the Forrest Gump was a full length novel. This was a short. Shawshank was a short story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, it's t- it's tough. It, I feel like Forrest Gump is more memorable. Because there's a lot of memorable scenes in it. Uh, I think it was yeah. a lot more work expanding yes. Shawshank into. I, and I don't know how long the short story was, but I imagine he embellished and created a lot more sure. to it than what wasn't there. Plus the dialogue, making that feel oh. consistent and everything. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, but what are you going to do? Yeah. And I mean, the the narration from Morgan Freeman is just, it's like a warm blanket, man. It's like you said, comfort food. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's perfect the way that, that the way that it's done. It feels almost kind of, uh, stereotypical now when you when you hear him narrating something anymore but before then it just wasn't a thing 
Absolutely. And uh, anyway, so I, I did the the bonus features for Shawshank, and every one of the actors is like, when I got the script, I thought that's the best thing I've ever written or I've ever read. Mm-hmm. All of them did. Like I've never read anything that was that good. Couldn't wait to start shooting. All of them. Yeah. yeah. Very well written. Now, so this is your favorite movie. Yep. It's my favorite movie. Do you think it's the best movie ever made? Uh, I mean, what do we go into technical? Like, is it the hardest movie that was ever made? Yeah, I, don't I, I don't know. It's, it's hard. I'm sure it, it was really fucking hard to make Blade Runner. Yeah, it, it, I think it. <laughs> I'm sure it was hard to make Lord of the Rings. It was yeah. a two and a half year process. You definitely need to have concrete criteria when answering that question yeah. as far as like, oh, what's the best movie ever made? Well, I mean, because my answer would be this if it was. Yeah. What is the best movie ever made? Okay, what criteria are we talking about? Well-liked. Oh, probably this one. All right. What's the best movie ever made in a single location with under $30 million? Yeah, Shawshank the- Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Um, the best movie with no special effects, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> there isn't like a special effect in this whole movie. I was trying to think of like, that's a, that was a CGI shot or that was a uh, an explosion or that was a... Guy falling off a, I guess the only thing I can think of practical effect was when uh, 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 Gil Bellows gets shot by by Hadley. That's it. There was blood. Squibs. Squibs. That's it. That was their budget. Um. Uh oh. What? The Shawshank Redemption's hidden special effects. What you didn't see. Oh, God. All right, where's this piece? At Salon? I don't know. <laughs> Salon Magazine? It's a YouTube video, so who knows. Mm. Um, it's got to be right. But uh, but no, uh, and if there are special effects in there, they used them my favorite way, which is the same way David Fincher uses it. Like in Zodiac, you don't really pick it out, but that movie had a shit ton of digital effects, but you just didn't you didn't notice them because it wasn't... Yeah, a dinosaur eating the shit out of a guy on a toilet. Um, <laughs> it was just like backdrops or yeah. building extent expansion or extensions and shit like that. But yeah, um, I was I was watching some of the director's commentary of Shawshank, and interesting the you know the very first scene where Andy's sitting drunk in the in the car, contemplating whether to go confront the the two lovers, and mm-hmm. then it's juxtaposed with him at the trial. The reason they did that, they originally it was scripted. Uh, two as two separate scenes, like they would have Andy in the car confronting the two lovers, and then they would cut away from that and then go directly into the uh, courtroom. courtroom. But they ran out of time and money, so they, they were in the editing bay trying to figure out how to make work this problem out. And then Darabont was like, "Well, let's just juxtapose the two together and edit it together." That's nice. Yeah, I, I like stories like that. That's that's why I like editing more than yeah. shooting because you just have that creative. Yeah, thing to where okay, we're limited. What can we do to? Yeah, he said he thought it. about it in the shower, which which are all of his good ideas come from, I guess. Okay, that that happens. Yeah. Um, and funny thing, Nikki Marvin, who produced the movie, like she has seven credits to her name. She did this and one other like TV movie like eight years later, and then that's it. And she pieced out. Yeah, Frank Darabont hasn't really done anything in the past. I know. He got that Walking Dead money and was like, see you later. Because the damn royalties from <laughs> playing Shawshank when he was... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I, I heard they had some creative differences on The Walking Dead. Uh, and they, actually, the the actors like John Barenthal, they talk about it, how they were really mad that they fired him. Mm-hmm. But as a severance, he got like, oh, I'm like sure. a huge percentage yeah. of... Yeah, Yeah, because AMC was up their own ass. and Because I guarantee a lot of those actors... Well, a lot of those actors from The Walking Dead, you had... Um, one of the guys was the lawyer, the prosecutor, yeah, yeah. and Shawshank. Like he works with a lot of the same, yeah. like half the people in Mist and Shawshank and the Green and Mile. Yeah. Green Mile were all in The Walking yes. Dead. Yeah. So yeah, if I was an actor, I'd be pissed because I bet a lot of those people signed on to that show because Frank Darabont was doing it. Right. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh yeah, we're we're gonna get rid of Frank," and they're like, "You mother." <laughs> All right, yeah. fine. I'll do this for like nine or ten seasons, but then I'm gone. And then I'm piecing out. <laughs> Swear to God, guys. I have integrity. <laughs> um, but <laughs> if you guys call me loser like 13 or 14 more, more times, times, I'm out of here. here. 
Well, Jay, I want to play my favorite scene. Oh. All right, your favorite clip? Yep. This is it. Ellis Boyd Redding. If I'll say you've served 40 years of a life sentence, you feel you've been rehabilitated? Rehabilitated? Well, now, let me see. You know, I don't have any idea what that means. Well, it means you're ready to rejoin society. I know what you think it means, Sonny. To me, it's just a made-up word. A politician's word, so that young fellows like yourself can wear a suit and a tie and have a job. What do you really want to know? Am I sorry for what I did? Well, I... There's not a day goes by I don't feel regret. Not because I'm in here, because you think I should. I look back on the way I was then. A young, stupid kid who committed that terrible crime. I want to talk to him. I want to try to talk some sense to him. Tell him the way things are. But I can't. That kid's long gone. This old man is all that's left. I gotta live with that. Rehabilitated. It's just a bullshit word. So you go on and stamp your form, Sonny, and stop wasting my time. Because to tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. Oh. Yeah, it's all right. It's so, <laughs> so good. I could watch that over and over again, man. It's perfect. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> I remember, I forget who I was with. It was when I was a kid, but we'd watch this movie. I, uh, we would have friends over every Friday night, and my parents would have their friends over every Friday night. We'd always eat dinner, watch a movie kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and we'd watch that movie, and I remember it was the first time someone it was the first time uh, for someone that was with us watching it and I had already seen it before. And when they, when uh, Morgan Freeman is at the rock wall underneath the Oak tree and uh, he opens up the thing, uh, the lunchbox. Yeah. The lunchbox. The guy was like, Oh, I bet it's the murder weapon. And I was like, huh, that never even crossed my mind, but I could understand how some viewers yeah, probably, yeah. like had that. Oh, did he kill her? Did he not kill her? Kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was just a random thought. It's something that I always think of whenever um, <laughs> I think of this movie. Is just that instance yeah. of him thinking that um, there was there might be the murder weapon in there. But um, but yeah, a lot of reliance on just remembering Tiwataneo and oh, there's a there's a hayfield in Buxton. Yeah. There's a lot of hay fields in Buxton. Yeah, but this one has a rock wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, and along this rock wall is an oak tree. Fuck you. What? Yeah. <laughs> find a find a rock that's that has no earthly business being there. Meanwhile, that rock is underneath like three or four other rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and like Which rocks <laughs> Which rock doesn't Christ. have an earthly business being here? <laughs> it's volcanic remember, glass. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you remember the town, right, Red? Oh shit. <laughs> uh onomatopoeia? Uh <laughs> Uh, uh, come on, I want to leave. He ends up in fucking Hawaii. <laughs> uh, it's somewhere on the Pacific. I guess. I guess you just look at a map on the along the. That well, shit! Hook. I found this random hayfield in Maine. <laughs> I yes. probably find the random the shithole down in Mexico. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of there's a lot of hayfields in Buxton. Yeah, this one's got a rock wall though. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um. Oh, what else was I gonna say? Um. He went. On, you went on the, the Hayfields and Buxton tirade, and I already forgot. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> um. Another reason why I think the script's awesome is it's a movie about hope, and the very last word in the script is hope. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that until I watched it this time around. 
They say it again just to make sure it sticks with you. Yeah. yeah. So, Jay, is it really that good? I think it is. There we go. Um, there you go. I, I think it's a good movie. There you and go. I've never said that it's not a good movie. There you go. I, I think it's funny that you thought I was going to shit on this. For I did think you were going to shit on no. it. No. I didn't think you were going to shit on it, but. No, I, just, I don't think it's the <clears throat> best movie ever made. But I. And That's fine. No offense to you. It's like whenever That's I'm fine. scrolling through Reddit mm-hmm. or something and there's, there's like the movie subreddit. Someone's like, oh, the best movie ever made. Or what's the best movie ever made? And everyone, they'll say Shawshank. Yeah. And every time I see that, I'm just like, that's just fucking lazy. Like, I, I feel like you don't, you haven't watched that many movies when you say sure, Shawshank. Sure, <laughs> and sure, I'm like, sure. Like, oh, you caught this on fucking cable in 1998, did you? <laughs> oh, that was the only movie you saw? Of course it's your favorite one. But in the well, same thing, least, they also say Back to the Future in there. They also sure, say Princess sure. Bride and like all these other right, things. Right, right, right. I don't think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I, well, I, I think it's very well liked and I think it's, there's a lot of good reasons. It's it is a very good movie. It's a very well done movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, at least they're not pretentious. Like, what's your favorite movie? Oh, uh, it's it's Casablanca. Yeah, Amelie. It's a, it's a blue velvet. Yeah, it's my favorite. Like, oh, it's a random uh, French film. You, it's a uh, neo noir, uh, neo modern. Uh, no, you've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's it's Mean Streets. It, you ever seen it? It's a random Korean film. That, <laughs> the Age of Innocence uh, came out in like 1972, and I can't even pronounce it. Uh, Tarantino said he liked it, so that's why. That's why I like it. It's Seven Samurai. Uh, Is it Seven or Thirteen Samurai? Seven, seven, seven Samurai. Samurai. Everyone says that. Who's older than sixty? The, it's in uh, Hollywood. It, it it does. I've hold, never seen it. it. I've seen half of it. <coughs> I own it. It's over there somewhere. You've seen half of it, huh? And, but in my defense, I bought it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this. Haven't watched it, but turned it on, and then the girls were going nuts. And I had to mm, turn it off. You stopped. But the first half that I saw holds up. That's like, pretty good. Like, like the the yeah for a movie that came out in 1954 is pretty good. Pretty good. Um, and uh, the acting is good. Yeah, it's well. I gotta say, in terms of the best films ever made, if we were to tackle that with, you know. Criteria. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had to lay it out, but like, yeah, I think like we watched what Lawrence of Arabia last year. Mm-hmm. Like, technically speaking, that movie is huge yeah, and it, would be very difficult to make. Well, I mean, even if if you go from a technical standpoint, story, mm-hmm. continuity, uh, sound, I mean, music, ep- writing, directing, acting. I mean, I think Shawshank would be in a it, it is it's just very very well done yeah it is um and i don't know maybe well, it's just to your point too many people like to your, yeah well to your well too many people like it i don't uh, i want to be contrarian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well to your point yeah the people in reddit like shawshank you know they've seen like you know transformers age of extinction eighteen thousand times and Independence Day, you know, all the pop culture shit. They're not really like, they've never seen Godfather. Oh, I mean, you'll have people that'll say that. Like, Uh, I mean, they'll just be like, oh, Godfather 2. Like, oh, yeah. They like it. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's good, but. But it's like, everyone's like, oh, what's your favorite movie? And then they all have the same answer. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be the best movie. It could, you could like a shit movie. Like, it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's true. Um, well, I feel like everyone older than us, like uh, you know the Gen Xers, they always they always say that The Godfather is their favorite movie. I feel like Shawshank is our generation's Godfather. Everyone older than us thinks The Godfather is the best movie ever made. Uh, baby Boomers for sure. Or maybe Baby Boomers. Did I get the generations boomers. mixed up? Generation X, I feel like they'd say... Uh, uh, Easy Daisy, Rider. Daisy Confused. No, <laughs> Easy Rider still Baby Boomers. It would be like Daisy Confused or uh, Wall uh, Street. Because Gen X, that was like that's seventies, so they would have been teenagers in the eighties. Yeah. Um, and early nineties. Uh, I would say, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Gen X doesn't really do anything. 
I don't think they ever really did anything. <laughs> yeah. You know what Gen Xers contributed to society? They had a bunch of Gen Zers that are just ruining the world. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> The lost generation Man. just gave birth to another our, one. <laughs> our, our kids, Jay, Generation Alpha is going to have to you know, fucking reset the foundation of is this that country. What them? <laughs> yes, Generation Alpha. Yeah. Yep. And if our listeners are Gen Zers, then then we didn't. We really appreciate the support. Yeah, I didn't mean anything by that. Guys. Thank you. <laughs> now go to bed. It's <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, I mean it's. It's good. It's good. Still so. my favorite movie ever made. Yeah. I love it. Didn't get old at all. I was excited to watch it, actually. It does. I mean, it holds up very, very well. Yeah. Uh, especially, I mean, it's 30 years old next I know. year. It's crazy. It makes me feel young again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it aged very well. Um, I feel like Forrest Gump's a lo- another one of those that it has just it does. aged very well. Yeah. And... Um, and I think part of that has to do with it. They're both period pieces. Um, Pulp Fiction, I haven't seen in a while. That might be something we'd have to do. Yeah. It's like, is it, is we it, should just is do it in 1994. Is it still that good? Let's, let's <laughs> do that. Pulp Fiction still good? <laughs> has Tarantino been fully inserted up his own ass by this point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we should do that. For sure. Um, yeah, we could have a 94... Yeah. But yeah, no. I think it's good. Anything else, Jay? Not on my end. All right. Well, uh, join us next time uh, as we, we're going to go looking. We're going to go on a treasure hunt for a hidden gem. Hidden gem. As we discuss Dread. Dread. D-R-E-D-D. Yep. If you haven't seen it, please watch it before you listen to us talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Where's it? Streaming? Streaming somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, I want to say Amazon. Do a search and find it. Yeah, I'm sure it's on Dread, Amazon. not Judge Dread. Yeah, not ju- not Dread. the Sylvester Stallone. Yes. The Carl Urban. Yes. Dread. D R E D D. Yes. So, um, if you have not seen Dread, watch it. If you have not seen the raid, uh, the the raid redemption, mm. uh, do not watch that before Dread. Correct. Watch Dread first. Yep. So, um, but yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Till next time, Jay. Till next time, Matt.